It was 2016, and four specimens of masculinity decided to forego modeling school to do an internet podcast about arbitrary musical genres. Everything was going relatively smoothly until one, a bewitching flaxen-haired scribe, led them into a dark cavernous land of vice, (laughs) known as the Steve Hole. It It was here organs were tickled, Mm. chants were recited, Mm. and self-respect was challenged. To save the virtue of the podcast, they swore to leave the Steve Hole indefinitely. Mm -mm. But unbeknownst to them, one had returned with evil intentions. (laughs) You see, the dullard of the group had fallen victim to the temptations of the hole's nerdish flesh, transmuted by the dark axe. Oh, dark arts, excuse me. Dullard. (laughs) (laughs) That man was me. And today, I'm taking you further into the murky deep. Yes. To a place where witches, cannibals, and the undead roam with ladles full of marinara. Mm. I'm bringing you a genre tray of giallo shots. Welcome to Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast, the podcast that creates arbitrary genres and counts them down. We're coming to you on the Feral Audio Network, feralaudio.com, home of great podcasts. If you go on there, you listen to podcasts, and you shop through their Amazon portal for Amazon goods, you subscribe to Prime, they come to your house for free, everybody's happy. You can also download MP3s from Amazon of the songs that you hear on this show. But probably not these songs. Not this one. I beg to differ, gentlemen. But the movies might be on there. Yeah, the, the movies, movies are, yeah. are great. Yeah, so. Anyway, there's a lot of shit to buy from this episode and all our past episodes. If you go back and listen to our past episodes, you can buy all that music, too. Oh, real quick, my name is J.D. Riznar. I'm Hollywood Steve, and I can't believe I'm the only one in here wearing purple this week. <laughs> David Lyons. Hi, I'm Hunter. We're going down the hunnel tonight. We're going down the hunnel, but before we do that, because you guys love Yacht Rock, and that's why you listen to us, we're going to throw a bone to you. Okay, it's, guys. It's a Yacht Rock bone throw. Dave, what do we got? I didn't put a lot of effort into this one. <laughs> <laughs> this may, however, be the most important bone throw to episode ratio. Because if Hunter's going to torture us with this obscure horse shit, then I'm going to throw my favorite, hardest-hitting bone of the genre that rocks yacht. It's 1982's Rosanna by Toto. I don't care if it's three Toto bone throws in a row for me. (laughs) Which it is. I don't care if it's not obscure or uh, introductory. There, this is one of the first four records I ever bought for myself with my birthday money when I was seven years old. It shaped my musical tastes, and I hope you obscure dickheads choke on it. Well, I, t- I tell you, the best thing about music is uh, only listening to the same stuff you've heard before over and over and over again and never branching out. It's great, and it makes for a really great podcast. I'll tell you what, I think our listeners are really going to appreciate this song after they hear your list. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I could listen to this song 200 times in a Oh, it's a goddamn symphony. Oh, I remember roller skating to this as a song uh, as a kid. Uh, I wore out my 45 of this when I was little, probably because I'm a shitty record player. The whole album Total Four is flawless. Yeah, it really just is phenomenal. 
Um, but because there's nothing new to learn about no. this song, we know this one. I thought we could use this it was opportunity. Even in the show. I thought we could talk, uh, use this opportunity to talk about fun facts about the episode that uh, features this song from our web show, Yacht Rock. Yeah, it was our fourth episode it, entitled Rosanna. Rosanna. Yeah. yeah, we talked. We did a story about this song, uh, and uh, I have fun facts. Anybody else have fun facts before I? No, no you should get to about get the to show. These fun facts. These are the funnest facts. Well, these are fun facts. Uh, Steve Ag. Who played Steve Ocaro in this? Yeah. He improvised all the swears. It was yeah. the funniest part of the episode. Not a single bad word in the script. Not a bad word in the script. He brought all those uh, swears. Oh, so I, that I taught got you to work blue from then on. Mm-hmm. I got a fun fact about this. There was a line that uh, uh, Michael McDonald said, "I'm ready for the '80s," and I took that directly from a Village People song called "Ready for the '80s." Hey, fun fact. Um, another fun fact. Uh, I was polishing an actual Grammy in that. Yeah, our friend John Anderley, his dad, David Anderley. Mm-hmm. He was a successful producer, and the Grammy was a performance Grammy for Best Country Duo or Group, won by Chris Christopherson and Rita Coolidge, who were married at the time, mm-hmm. from the song From the Bottle to the Bottom in 1973. Chris Christopherson gave David Anderley that Grammy as a thank you for producing that album. Wow. Uh, so basically, we went on the Channel 101 forums. It was like, does anybody know a place where we could buy good replica <laughs> Grammy. A Grammy? Yeah. A yeah. fake Grammy. And, and John Anderley was like, I have a real one. Yeah. It that was, was back real. when there was a forum at Channel 101. Yeah, right. Those the days. Johnny was a great thing. We, uh, we were supposed to film at Rob Schraub's apartment, mm-hmm. but somebody, I don't want to mention any names, locked the keys inside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we went over to Steve Agee's apartment to shoot those yeah. total meeting scenes. And, and it was, was fine. Funny. Yeah. It was fine. Because most of the places in L.A. are trapped in that era. Yeah. yeah. And one of my friends that played a member of Toto later stabbed the owner of a restaurant at my 30th birthday party. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. oh, wow. That was great. You bring that up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Vegas stabs Blair. Yeah. That was the headline, right? Yeah. Um, and then my favorite thing about this episode is uh, the time Ryan Ridley, who he happened to play Harold Ramis in the Yacht Rock uh, shows, he invited me over to his house and says, my friend has this tape that he made that I want to show you. He interviewed Steve Bocaro and he showed him Yacht Rock 4. So what I have is like this guy's interviewing Steve Bocaro and he's like, hey, have you seen Yacht Rock? No. Oh, well, check this out. This is this episode about you. And so you don't see the show, but you see, you hear it and you see Steve Bocaro watching it and reacting to it. And like, you know, Steve Agee's poking his head around a corner and just, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That was fantastic. But you, you have this yeah. on tape? So uh, Ryan Ridley showed it to me Ten years, Ten years ago, ago. Yeah. What, what's oh, a, he didn't give it to you. No, no. What's amazing what is that thrill. I met Steve Picaro. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a friend invite us both to a party and not tell us, and then was like, "Hey, you guys should meet." And so I did. And the one thing he wanted to know was, "Do you guys hate us?" <laughs> And, and, and I, I had to go, no, I we can, love you guys. That's I why we did this thing. I cannot be more clear about this. Nobody puts that much time into something they hate. Exactly, and that's these, what today's show is about. These are love letters. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Giallo shots are oh, about. Good segue, Hunter. Yeah, that was. I, I regret saying it now. Yep, we get into it? <laughs> Suck on it. You ready to get into this garbage? Let's do it. Suck a Giallo shot. All right. Spooky. Back to the shadows. Okay, so I felt so empowered by Steve's bravery in playlists. Yep, I yep, could, yep I couldn't, that's right. I couldn't let it go unanswered because I too have a hole, and it needs to it needs to say something. It needs to share. It, I need to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. And what better time to take people into the hunnel 
than the week Steve promises to do a rocking show. So here's the Giallo shots. Now, what are Giallo shots? Well, first, I want to talk about something. Okay, what we're listening to right now is Museo Rosenbach with Zarathustra. 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 Hello. Yeah. Uh, I love this music. Anyways, uh, they're doing. This is Italian progressive rock, which means you're going to hear JD and Dave do a lot of that accent in this hey! show. Yeah, it's one of the few that aren't uh, uh, socially in ac- uh, incorrect. Anymore. Yeah, it's not yeah. politically incorrect to make fun of Italians. Yeah, like no, that. it's not anymore. Yeah. No. Okay. Not, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Irish. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Irish accents are too hard. This is taking yeah. a weird turn already. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Talk about your stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Italian prog- progressive rock is kind of the bastard child of progressive rock because you have basically three. It came out of three areas. It came out of England, it came out of Germany, and it came out of Italy. And the Italy one kind of been passed over. They call it Rock Progressivo Italiano, which I think is a super boring name, so I'm hereby dubbing it uh, a Praghetti. That's hey, a much better name. Hey, Praghetti. Hey, yeah. no girls are around. Let's put on our Praghetti album. Yeah, he's, he's doing it too. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So I'm hoping it catches on and becomes the kindred spirit to uh, Krautrock, which, which, is, which we've covered in a previous yeah, episode. Which is the German. With that term. Which is the German progressive rock. Um, anyways, so Giallo shots are essentially a subset of Praghetti. Being that, they, but they these ones in particular come from Italian horror films, particularly from the mid '70s to the mid '80s. So the, this is a great uh, time for you to tell us what giallo means. Yeah. So what is a giallo? Well, a giallo means yellow in Italian. Mm. But it goes a little further than that. I would hope so. Yes. Uh, in this case, it refers to the covers of cheap paperback thriller novels, similar to what we would call Pulp Fiction. And the term carried over into a me- Italian murder and slasher movies, which would then evolve into modern horror movies. Now, purists would argue that the giallo is simply just slasher films. But I am going with a far more liberal attitude toward it, toward its usage, uh, and, and which is commonplace. Italians speak with their hands, Dave. He's yeah, making you, fun well, of me. You're like doing shoulder flaps. I yeah. don't know what that is. Yeah. He's very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm He's trying to keep the energy up for no. this yellow shots. No, Hunter. I'm very, I'm very pleased with your passion. Please continue. Okay, thank you. So now, so the purists would say that that all Italian horror is not a giallo, which is technically true, but I'm doing a very liberal thing because by the time that this music came out, it was using uh, tropes that had been developed from the original giallos and applying them to more horror fare. So I'm taking anything that was basically Italian horror and praghetti, and that's what a giallo shot is. I'm glad that you cleared up what giallo is because I thought it was an Italian hip ailment. Like, uh... Hey! I'm having a hard time walking up the hill. I got the giallo. Oh, no. Actually, the hill's not so bad. It's the steps that hurt my giallo. Oh, the giallo and the steps. And then they don't mix. Yeah. All right. There it is. All right. Let's I, go. Let's I, go. I, before we <laughs> move well. on, I just want to say how delighted I am, Hunter, that you are following me into Obscurity City. Yeah. Take your time, Steve. This song's 22 minutes. I would oh, like great. To... Fantastic. Now we're going to get into this. It's, uh, I, I feel like that the podcast is going to be split into two axes. You remember World War II, Italy was one of the Axis powers. Yes. We're going to we're going to get some Axis in the podcast here. Hunter, you and I are the Axis of nerdery, and JD and Dave are going to form the Axis of mirth. Yeah, the fascists over here. Yes. The mean girl fascists who are yes. going to be attacking. 
I don't want to know it too much. It makes me less of a man. Uh. I know. I, I do take on that uh, uneducated and proud color, and it's an ugly color. It's not really me. It doesn't go or with the grapes. Well, I just think, I think JD's really funny, and when he starts doing a bit, I want to get on board. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know. Okay, so let's get, so now we talked about the movies a little bit. It was, it's a lot of gore, a lot of shock, but what about the music? Well, as you hear right now, a little bit of the Museo Rosenbach. It's very somber and baroque and and spooky. Yeah, I'd say it's broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baroque ass song. Uh, so this is a this is a Pergetti's very uh, symphonic and spooky and it's been around since the early 70s and it seemed to mesh perfectly with the modern slightly campy direction that uh, Giallo was going in the late 70s um, which led to Dario Argento discovering the band Goblin that was in the beginning of the of the show that was uh, Suspiria by Goblin hmm. um, and uh, good callback and uh, basically let's see before we get into it what else do I have to add uh, a lot of instrumentals a lot of driving prog heartbeat like rhythms heavy synth and keyboard and specifically uh, haunting choral vocals that set the tone, or at least sometimes it was, it's an instrument to to sound like a choral vocal that is that gives a nice little super fun spooky atmosphere, like some fucking synth that they fucking programmed to sound like a goddamn lady, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, listen to this. They're taking us. Ooh. They're taking us further into the hole. Ooh. So here we go. In the synth. Does hole. anybody have any questions about Giallo or Pergetti or yeah. anything? Are there any members of Toto in this? No, but I guarantee you that Toto was inspired by a little bit of this stuff. Huh. A lot of people oh, were. Guaranteed. Huh. All right. Well, well I met Steve Ficaro, and sure. you guys have no idea, but he told me that. Uh, wow. I, my, my question is, why are you doing this to us and yourself? Is it giving you pleasure? But I think we'll have that answer by the end of the podcast. Yeah. You know I love this We can stuff. go back and, and assess at the end of the podcast mm, if he answered that question. Well, I, I will say Hunter's a cinephile. Ever since I've known him, I've known you, what, like... 20 years now? Yeah. That, something like that? Something like that. Uh, Hunter worked in a video store. I worked in a record store. And we'd get together, we'd hang out. But your, I, I am proposing the theory that your love of these movies that they're from are influencing your love of the songs. Well, they go hand in hand. Yeah, it's like how my little sister loves music that's featured in ice skating routines. <laughs> yeah, how, how kids love the soundtrack to Frozen. The thing about Giallo Shots is you can't separate either one. Standing alone, the songs aren't going to be... They're going to be interesting, but they're not going to be as fun. The, and the movies aren't going to be as fun without these songs. That's a Giallo Shot. All right. Here we oh, go. This is rocking. Well done. DS means 10. Yeah, this is 10. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, that was the bumper? That was yeah. the bumper. Oh, I thought it was the intro. One since these some sweet Wicker Man type bumpers like yeah. I did. Yeah, since oh, these, good. these songs are so uh, so short, because these are made for movies, they're not really typically long songs. Um, it's kind of pretty. I made some, yeah, I made some uh, bumpers. But here, let's start off with this one. This is Ennio Morricone with Holocaust 2000. Oh, Oscar winner. Oscar winner. This Finally. year won his first Oscar. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up. Also, oh, also he's a father of uh, Italian uh, scoring. Um, he's famous for spaghetti westerns. and he. But he, people kind of gloss over his uh, giallo shot era, which he uh, really revolutionized with Dario Argento in movies like Bird with a Cl Crystal Plumage. And 
And uh, which we're not hearing, we're hearing a, uh, an Omen ripoff from 1977. This is Holocaust 2000. This is probably the part in the movie, because it also had to do with nuclear power plants, was the part in the movie where they said, Hey, Tony, my son, why didn't you tell me you was the devil? And he said, Because of Papa, I had to wait for you to build the nuclear so I could have destroyed the Earth. That's the part of the movie it's from, right? It's, yeah, close. It's close to that. It's close to that. These are more of the love scenes in the in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, I, got, I got that wrong. I should have watched it. Do you guys remember when Tarantino accepted the Golden Globe for Maricone? Yeah. And he made it all about himself? Oh, it was so like, annoying. I found this guy. I brought him back. You know, he, yeah, he crashed. Just genius. like I brought back John Travolta. Yeah, just like it's kind of like <laughs> us in Yacht Rock. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we fits. found it and we brought it back. And so, now we're going to tell you why what you're listening to isn't Yacht Rock. Because we know better. Um, what you're hearing here is, uh, to get back to the topic on hand, you're hearing those choral vocals. This is really what Morricone did for this genre as he brought that into the... Into yeah, and this, this, this is the point for me where it, you said it was an Omen ripoff. This is where it really starts to echo the score of the Omen mm-hmm, that Jerry yes. Goldsmith did. Dominos. Here come the lyrics. Holocaust <laughs> uh, Yeah, he's, this isn't necessarily Pergetti, but... I like that oboe in it. Yeah, but... Uh, like the Carpenters. It's, it's, it's uh, Pariti. Yeah, yeah, it is Pariti. But, it, uh, was, but Morricone definitely was influenced by this time because this is way more sort of a driving beat than he usually has in his stuff. Did Morricone do Good, Bad, and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Yes, 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 he did. Yeah. No. That was, he, yeah, he wrote... Speaking of Jerry Goldsmith, we just uh, talked about his audio engineer a couple weeks ago, Bruce Botnick. Oh, good guy. Good oh. guy. Shark's gonna kill you. Ah, ah it's going to hell. Fuck, the shark killed him. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, actually, the shark didn't kill him. What? It was not an octopus, which you'd think it was a squid, as far as I know, but I'm pretty sure Ooh. they had shots of oct- octopi in there. Uh, Ooh, this is use of the plural. This is uh, Stelvio Cipriani, Too Risky a Day for a Regatta. That's the greatest <laughs> title we have ever had on this that show. That can't be real. That is real. That is real. <laughs> that is the and greatest title so far. Too Risky a Day for a Regatta. This is from the movie Tintin. Tentacles. <laughs> Tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> Tentacoli. And, uh, Tentacoli. Yeah. Tentacoli. This is part of the movie where they, they say... N.T. Uh, hey, it's a time for a boat race. And then a guy says, no, Tony. It's a too risky a day for a regatta. Kind of. Okay. It is kind of. Uh, yeah, that is eerily similar to what's going on. Yeah, tell now, us about is- the song. Well, it's uh, let's see. Well, one of the one of the uh, trademarks of Progetti is that they use classical sounds, and uh, they say about German and, and British is that they that the rock songs because essentially Prague is is art rock. Um, and they say that the that those guys they made rock bands who did more jazz and more experimental, more fancy stuff to make their make rock music seem more important. Whereas the Italians took their classical and traditional styles and made them more rockin'. Just added rock. Yeah, to added it. rock to it, and that's basically what this guy. This, that's what this is right here. Hear that piano, the driving bay, driving beat. This sounds to me like do you I don't know if you guys growing up got Skinamax back in the late 80s early 90s It was it was scrambled but there were little bits and yeah. pieces Yeah I watched the scrambled version as well uh, and they would show all these softcore European skin flicks from the 70s like Emmanuel and its 28 sequel I want to stop you right there It's Thank interesting you. you brought that up Oh 
because the next director did those. Wow! Because this, this, like this, this, this track sounds to me like the opening thing of like Emmanuel and Pleasure Bay it's or a, something like that. It's, those are definitely uh, near Giallo it's shots. A, it's a small musical universe. It's too risky a day for a regatta. Let's is, reschedule the boat race for another so you, day. Let's reschedule the boat race for another day. Is the day. movie about a big regatta that they have to have? Is it about a big squid? It's about a big squid that uh, oh. kills people. Yeah, and, uh, but, but they're having a regatta and they can't... Yeah, because you're gonna, they got to find reasons for people to get into the water. So yeah, <laughs> and they take... Because the, the, the squid doesn't come on the land and murder people in their homes. But the name of the movie comes from a random guy's warning. Like... No, like, this well, is the, the same with Jaws. This don't, is the name of the song. Don't go in the water. Uh, yeah. Do a risky is, day for a regatta. This, that's the name of the song. So this is the point where the song comes. The oh, name of the, the movie is Testicles. <laughs> you know what? I had squid sushi on a date once. Squid is too chewy a protein for a sushi. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I spit it out in the bathroom. I could not chew it. <laughs> this, this, this movie's terrible, and it has a lot of really great actors in it, like uh, Henry Fonda, John John Huston, and... Uh, John Huston, the actor, not the director. Uh, it's the same... I know, but oh. he wore two hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was definitely... Which hat was he wearing in this one? Uh, the... Fedora? <laughs> it was a sombrero! And Shelley, actually, Shelley Winters is in this movie, That's too. That's not Italian, J.D. <laughs> Sorry. Shelley Winters is in this movie. And wore a ridiculous sombrero throughout most of it. It's funny that you bring that up. Never, never a misstep with, uh, yeah, Shelly Winters is always on the mark. So, Steve, this is uh, Joe D'Amato did this, and he's the guy who did those uh, Emmanuel ripoffs. So, like, Fantastic. Come out of... that, was a, that was an important milestone in my erotic awakening. Yes. Those are technically called... Bl I'm guessing you're talking about the black Emmanuel ones? I have no idea. I just saw Static. Yeah. They were all, they were all gray. <laughs> yeah. They were all gray to They were me. all gray? Yeah. Anyways, okay, black so Emmanuel this is... Thing. Laura Gemser, was that... Yes, that's Black yeah, Emmanuel. Okay, yeah. That's okay. this guy. He did all that. He, he exploited... Anyways, we'll get... Uh, we don't need to get very into that. We'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But right now, this is Carlo Maria Cordio with Rosso Sangue from the movie Absurd. And, uh... And this is sweet. this is 1981. This is starting to get into spooky territory with the, the piano and the spooky synth and the guitar. It's a ghost on the run. Is this which movie is this? Is this the one with the owl and the no, stage? This, no, this is not. Yeah, we'll get to that a, one. This is like this is fake Halloween, right? Yeah, this is Rip like a Halloween. Story. This is a guy. This is a guy. This is how they get the name of the movie. The the the, the Italian name is Rosso Sangue. The which the, means red blood. Red blood, but the but the which American, is a great name for a movie. The American is a Absurd, and they get it because one of the guy, the guy has a healing power. He can't die, and the doctor comes out and he's like, "It's so absurd how this guy keeps healing himself." So his his power is that his blood doesn't congeal or coagulate. What do you call it? Yeah, something like that. So oh, it clots very fast. Yeah, he so just he heals himself. Very much. Okay, so people. you can't cut off his head or throw him in lava. No, or... you can. That's how the movie ends. Oh. Should, it's I about mean, getting to that point. 
Huh. If 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 his blood clotting really fast gives him an evolutionary advantage, shouldn't we just let him win? Isn't that natural selection? Well, it's kind of forced selection. Is, uh, that would be Nazi. a terrible movie. You guys are describing a, a terrible, terrible movie. movie. Absurd is selecting the people who don't have his condition to kill. Yeah, that's but what it, absurd is doing. If you hear this, you hear that progginess in this. It's starting to come out of these songs. And uh, this this guy was uh, Carlo Cordio. Was he was a he was a Hammond organ dude. Yes. <laughs> And he was in a band called Hammond Red Jam. Hammond Red Jam. <laughs> is that, that sounds like the worst meal I've ever had. <laughs> Hammond yeah. Red Jam. Yeah, I don't really know what they're going for. It work, a little salty, a little sweet. Yeah, I think yeah. got lost. In I mean, ham and pineapple are like ham and cherries. Is that like a classic combo or something? Yeah, well, you I put the know. you put the cherry inside the the pineapple ring on the outside of the ham, and then you glaze it. Oh. And something interesting about oh, all right, this. All right. This uh, this movie and the music inspired a uh, German black metal band to name themselves Absurd, who uh, began as an anti-Christian paganist, then became neo-Nazis, and then committed murder. Yeah, I, re- I remember reading about them. They're like they're all in jail now, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, you can thank Giallo shots for that. They were one. really young too. Yeah. You know, based on this song, I would guess all the people in this movie died of boredom. Good one. No, this is this is the part of the movie when they're like, Hey, Antonio, look out! Uh, absurd! Uh, he's uh, behind you with a knife! Uh, I, can't, I can't run! My hip's got a bad case of the yellow! Oh, I got yellow in my hip! I can't run! <laughs> I'm glad you guys are Oh, the fun. red blood is all over the place! See, this is why I like this look music. At, it's look really at all fun. the red jam on the walls! <laughs> it's a ham and a red jam and dinner! Let's a fuck! <laughs> the passionate people, the Italians. You're supposed to be a whore! Is that too much to ask? Damn cat out of here. Ooh, here we go. This is the one with the owl. Yeah, this is a terrible movie. Fun though. You can have fun watching this movie. You're gonna hate you're gonna hate it, but you're gonna have fun. Oh no, I watched the intro. It was it was fantastic. Oh, you watched the full like yeah. dance scene? Yeah, with the cat kind of coming across the yeah. stage and everybody's doing horribly quarter. Yeah, you can probably turn the movie off after that. It becomes completely predictable. Oh. Uh, but this is Aquarius from the 1987 stage fright. This is a sultry giallo shot composed almost entirely of synths and keyboards except for one instrument instrument it's coming up here oh, oh it's the sexy sax look at that look at the, oh look at that saxophone in that song we're listening to any flutter tonguing in this steve i i don't think i hear i throat don't think growling? i heard any flutter tonguing throat growling uh, i couldn't tell if he's working up in the altissimo range or if he's just playing a soprano my ears are not quite that attuned. So this is called Aquarius because uh, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be like a Broadway play, and they get locked in and get killed by a guy who is who is who is wanted to be in a Broadway play. Was a former actor. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a very good. You got to beware of those former actors. It's like they combine Staying Alive with Psycho, and then the guy wears an owl head for Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah, not the yeah. first. No, no, not the first. One, no. This is the part in the movie where the hackers have to infiltrate the computer mainframe at an aerobic. <laughs> studio. <laughs> hey, Tony, you got to the cards? I almost got to quit and sweat me, you son of a bitch. All right, uh, uh, put on your leotards and let's get in. Well, okay. So this I, is... <laughs> sorry, Steve, you wanted to... Uh, I was going to talk about fun? my take on this music. It's uh, it really... This this is super educated, you guys. I just <laughs> reminds me of the dance beat with all the saxophone and stuff. It reminds me of like some one-off session that would have come out of the downtown New York experimental music scene of the '80s. Like this would have been produced by Bill Laswell and it would have been on his Deconstruction compilation, and it would have come out on John Zorn's label. Oh shit, yeah. And the sax player would have been John Lurie, 
Like, you you guys have no idea how accurate this take is. It's super hot. No, I I, I totally do. Oh, good! Yeah, so do Fantastic. I. I know, I know John Zorn because he worked with uh, uh, Mr. Bungle, oh. who makes much better horror music than this. Uh, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Why? Why would you say that? Because I like it. Oh. <laughs> so that's my boy. It's uh, it's interesting that you brought that up because if you would if you really listen to Mr. Bungle, you would find out that they're a, kind of a giallo shot inspired band, side project. Yeah, they took it and made it better. Uh, hmm. And uh, interesting that John Zorn and uh, and Mike Patton they they came together because their love of Ennio Morricone. Yeah. Wow. And early. Um, well, no, I, I, we'll wrap this up in a second. I just want to say that uh, Mr. Bungle, I know it made you sound super cool. Mr. Bungle actually had a side project called... Secret, Moss? Uh No, which was also... Faith a, No More? Giallo shot base. No, they were called the Secret Chiefs. Yeah, I know uh, that. Secret Chiefs 3. And they, uh, they came out with another side project called The Traditionalists. Which they made a, an entire Giallo shot album devoted to a movie that does not exist. They created a movie, made an entire score to that Giallo movie. Yeah, they made movies, it was called, comic book scores. It was called La Mana Destre Recise Deglio Olte Imoni. It's uh, the severed right hand of the called? last men. What, what was it called? I can't. I don't. Severed right duty. hand of the last men. Anyways, look that up. They love giallo shots. Thanks for bringing up Mr. Bungle, Dave. Well, Hunter, you were prepared lost, for that. I lost the bumper, but this is uh, number six. Siete. Siete, siete. You lost the bumper. This is a great bumper. Isn't siete? Oh, I have Spanish it. I'll play it. Seven? I'll play it. Here we go. We're going to go back in time. Yeah. You Tony. The same thing happened in the movie. That's yeah, a bunch of shit, baby. Yeah, there's Tony. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit, Tony. baby. <laughs> Tony hey, was a pimp. to me. Tony was a pimp. Uh, this is so. This is uh, number six. This is Claudio Simonetti with Demoni from the movie Demons. I didn't know Lionel Richie did uh, Italian horror soundtracks. <laughs> It sounds like the beginning to all night Demoni, long. Uh, forever. <laughs> this is a little too electronic, but it's still great. Uh, Demons was uh, directed by Lamberto Bava. Samanenti was uh, originally the keyboardist for Goblin, but after a breakup, he continued with soundtracks, shifting his uh, his sound from pure Pergetti to more Italo disco, which I don't think is a insult uh, culturally insensitive enough. So I'm going to go with uh, should I go with Disquetta or Discoto? I think Discoto. Okay. And go with the nice carbonara meatball. It's a good spaghetti. Uh, this is oh, a meatball in the carbonara. It's a bacon. No, I it's put a in the meatball in my carbonara. It's a what my mama does in it. It tastes good. Mwah, mwah. All right, here. This, this is a good part. This is a real synth-heavy part. Oh, this is this is kind of cool. No, this. Uh, yeah, this I is like a great it. soundtrack. It sounds like Herbie Hancock, but shitty. Herbie Asscock. No, Turdy Asscock. It's funnier. Uh. <laughs> right, this, this, to me, this sounds like this sounds a little bit like early Detroit techno. Like it's got, it's got a solid electro beat and these weird robot vocals, but kind of a darker underpinning than regular breakdance music, which is basically what early Detroit techno was. There's it was that. like music for driving around a burned-out hellscape of a city at night. Yeah. There's, a, there's that haunting uh, synth in the background here. 
with the with the driving prog sort of. Well, I read about this movie. This is a movie about people who get. I read about it. This is about people who get. This is invited, one of my favorite movies. Invited to a movie theater and they're watching a movie about a weird demon on the screen and then that demon starts killing them all in the movie theater, right? Uh, it, they're they're a little more creative about it. It's about a guy. The movie in the movie he puts on a mask and it cuts his face. The same mask is in the movie theater and somebody else puts it on before the movie starts and the same thing happens in the movie that happens in the theater and everybody turns into demons and then Apocalypse happens in this amazing movie. has an awesome ending. Also, the soundtrack. This is when I, I first I first watched this. I was really, really young and I couldn't make it through. It was the first scary movie. I couldn't make it all the way through. Um, but when I watched this... I, they have really early Motley Crue. Yeah, this is a badass soundtrack. It has a great soundtrack, and I thought Motley Crue was fucking hardcore as, as all get out. And then, like later, I grew up, and they were all, they were wearing lots of makeup. Yeah. Had no idea. I love that you name, self-censored the word "shit" out of your uh, <laughs> statement just now. Name the uh, name the other bands that were on the soundtrack. It's uh, incredible. Rick Springfield, Billy Idol, when he was doing more punk, Saxon, except, and the best of them all, Go West. Didn't they do King? of wishful thinking. Yeah, they did that for yeah. Pretty Woman. Yep. But yep. with all with all of those bands on there, uh, Claudio Simonetti, is that his name? Yeah, sure. Uh, he, they wanted him to do the score. He actually got a producer credit. As he should, because he was super famous. He, this, yeah. You hire this guy, he makes you, he makes your movie legit, your horror movie no, legit. No, he was like 10 or 15 years in on scoring horror movies at this yeah. point. And, and he, but he started this, he started in Goblin. He was a, he was a, kind of the driving force behind Goblin. Oh. And then, and so. so this is, uh, a derivative of Goblin List? Yeah. What? Some of it is. Yeah. Giallo is a little bit yeah, Much like yeah. Deep Purple informed Hard Organ, Goblin informs a lot of this music. Yeah. This makes me want to pull out my Juan Atkins compilations when I get home. Fifty states and fifty podcasts. Ooh, where do you guys want to go today? We've been to, this is our seventeenth state. Oh, we're up to seventeen. Why don't, we, why don't we go to the seventeenth state in the union, which is Rhode Island? Oh boy, that's, that's historically true. accurate. That's, that's not true, but here this is true. That's the spookiest of the islands. Rhode Island was named when a drunk settler who was horrible at both spelling and geography dug a hole in this non-island land, fucked it, and said. This is now a Rhode Island. I this is know now you, a Rhode Island. I didn't it, know yeah. you knew so much about history, JD. I, yeah, I'm a buff. Because he rode the island? Yeah. Ah, God. It's like if if a uh, lady uh, had sex with me, Yeah. she'd go, that's a Rhode JD right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rode hard and put away wet. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Good improv. <laughs> Nailed it. So this is a band from Rhode Island called Throwing Muses with a song called Dio. Uh, throwing Muses is a band I've, I've heard of but never listened to. Uh, it's yeah, a 90s uh, alternative. Kristen Hirsch, Kristen Hirsch, who later went solo, and uh, Tanya Donnelly, who later went on to form Belly. Oh, Feed the Tree. Yeah. yeah. Good band. Good names yeah. and people. Now, this specific song is actually Throwing Muses and Bob Mould. Whoa! <gasps> Bob Mould was in Husker Du, Sugar, and had something to do with the Foo Fighters, but I don't know exactly what. Uh, but the Bob Mould song either. you all know, but don't know you know, is the theme song from The Daily Show. Yes! You did that? Yes! 
although, he did. Although the he show did. version is performed by They Might Be Giants, and that's everything I know about throwing muses. And that's Bob everything Mold. I know about Rhode Island. Finally got Bob Mold on the podcast. Yeah, all right. I, uh, I don't know I, I don't know a lot about this kind of... I wish I'd listened to more of this kind of alternative independent rock music when I was a kid. I only listened to the commercial stuff like Pearl Jam. I only listened but. to this kind of stuff when I was in college and knew to go back and see what I'd missed in the 80s. Uh, What'd you miss? A lot. This. I was uh, not a cool kid. I picked a song called Dio hoping that it would be about Ronnie James and make uh, everybody happy, but the lyrics are too artsy. Yeah, that's, and, that's why I went Indian to church spirit. in Mexico. Had this thing that said <laughs> Dio on the front. <laughs> okay, there. I think this is an anti-Dio song, though, because there's a line that little loudmouth whore is keeping them up. Like some neighbor is playing Dio too loud, and Dio's a little fella with a loud mouth. Yeah. So well, that's what they're talking about. Is they're called throwing muses, and Dio was probably one of their muses, and they tossed him away. They threw him under the bus. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but if people in Rhode Island are annoyed when somebody's playing Dio too loud, I want nothing to do with Rhode Island. The guy playing Dio, he's probably from next door, because everybody in Rhode Island is next door to somebody from another state, because their state's so small. 25 miles wide. Let's get back on the bus. Uh, let's take it back into hell. And a top-notch guide. We'll miss him, but even more, we'll miss the security he gave us. We've decided to go on, but now we've only got the compass and our instincts to show the way. And those were bad instincts, turns out. Yeah. Great bad acting, too. Great. This is, this Great is, bumper, though. This is Riz Ortola- Ortolani. Riz? Yep. He's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> it's short for risotto. This is uh, the theme to Hannibal, or Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust from the movie... Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, okay. okay, this is a bit of a double cross. This is they're do, almost doing the opposite, where he's trying to lull you. Yeah, the beginning sounds like it's a no no court. Yeah, he's trying to. He's like he's he's making the corals a little more angelic. It's very yeah. It's very gentle. It's yeah. uh, it seems incongruous with the subject matter, but if I had to guess, I'd say less in the intentionally ironic way, and more in the this is a crappy exploitation movie. We don't have the intellectual faculties to think through our ideas kind of way. Yeah. Well, no, they really thought through this movie. Oh, they did. Because okay. it was I've very. I've never seen it. It was very good. Don't watch it. No, God, okay. no. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> this was uh, what the British called the video nasty. <laughs> They got they got banned. It got the director arrested because they thought he actually killed people in the making of this. What this was was the first found footage movie, which is now an way overused trope. Like the Blair Witch Project. Like the type Blair thing, Witch huh? Project, exactly. Or and, Final Broadcast. That's the one we watched in college. Yeah, love that. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, now it's used uh, so often it's not fun anymore. And but this, I guess, it was never fun because this movie's horrifying. Because they kill live animals in this movie. Oh, Do not they watch actually it. kill the live yes, animals. Yes, and it's in the movie. fucking it's horrifying. And this lulls See, you. It's like the song's so nice. Yes, exactly. Though. I mean, I it's can a watch beautiful song. I can watch Twin Peaks to uh-huh. this. I would, I would, I'd tube down a river with you guys to this oh, song. Yeah. You know, like our feet yeah. securing the, the the inner tube with the cooler in it, and we're yeah. all just jerking off in front of each other. Wait, wait yeah. what? Just making memories, <laughs> having laughs. Wait, uh, what? It's a good time. Man, we should take a river trip, guys. I think so. <laughs> 
You'd be uh, no, it's has to come back around to graphic homoeroticism with no, you guys. Well, this kind of it's, it's solo eroticism. You don't have to look. Yeah, yeah I'll be jerking off. It's not solo if we're all tied together no, on inner tube. Look at the tree on the side of the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over there. JD and I are doing something. You don't have to look, but you better be jerking off too, or you're not invited. Yeah, prude. That's fine. I'll jerk off. You're so uptight, Steve. You see how this? You see how this song kind of changes? Kind of changes your mentality a little bit. It's very, it's very languid and idyllic, much yeah. like a river tubing trip without jerking off involved. Yeah, then all of a sudden you're horrified. This Jamie's pants are down. But this comes at a very somber part of the movie when the Nazis round up all the cannibals. Nope. And if you're like pro can, if you like the cannibals, it's a very sad yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, you're rooting for the cannibals are. the whole time because they're hungry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, let's take that again. The song ended. I don't know if you had more to say. Well, I mean, I'll just say this. Riz, the guy who made it, mm. he was a jazz guy. He was uh, famous for doing the score Mondo Kane, which is an exploitation genre where they do documentaries all, all over the world. Mike Patton also had an album called Mondo Kane. Mm. Yeah. Must have been a cemetery for the Spanish conquistadores. I love that's my favorite part. I love conquistadores. Oh, listen to this. Okay, now this is a controversial choice. I don't know if you're not going to be wowed by this one. This is I, I was not. This honestly. is this is uh, Fabio Fritzi with Zombie from Zombie. It's actually Zombie Two. This is the song Zombie, the movie Zombie Two. You want to hear the story of that real quick? I got it all from the tagline. We're all going to eat you. Yeah, well, so Dawn of the Dead was called, in Italy, was called Zombie. And it was such a huge hit that they wanted to make another one, so they made an Italian version and just called it Zombie 2, even though it had nothing to do with the first one. Like Troll 2. Sure. Had nothing to do with the first Troll. Yeah, totally. You gotta watch, it doesn't matter if you watch the first one. No. So, this is, this is the point where the Spanish conquistadores raise out of the... <laughs> I love that part of the movie. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it raises out of the ground, and it happens so slowly. It's the opposite of what you would really see in a zombie movie today, where they all rush you, like, super fast. Oh, I can't get away. This, it happens so slow, and this plays to it, and it just freaks you the fuck out. It's so spooky, it's so scary. It gives you the heebie-jeebies. Does it take the entire song to, for them to, to rise? Kind of it does, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's a very four, It's a four-minute song. So it takes four minutes for the zombies to climb. <laughs> uh, that's in screen time. It's a long time. Well, they're old. Spanish conquistadores. Yeah, conquistadores. Yeah. They would have died a long time ago. It would have just been some bones and some funny... Maybe it's a... helmets. A euphemism for boners. Could be. Uh, trying, to, trying to bring it back from the dead, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe. This, so, song, this song sounds like a seven-year-old noodling on a piano, you know, like like putting together a string of minor key chord or notes and going like, "Hey, Papa, make a scary song, hey!" Oh, uh, you need to try harder, little Giuseppe. And I do a good job with Papa Tony. <laughs> What's interesting? Uh, go get me some pasta. Okay, I will. All right, thank you. What's interesting? Fa Fabio Fritzi is one of the most important giallo shot guys. 
Um, and this is, he does a lot more, uh, a lot fancier, more co compositions, a lot more proggy, super like intricate, but this is one of his latter ones. But it's his most effective, and that's why I put it on this. To me, when it, when it impairs, a giallo shot should be paired like a nice cheese and wine, and that's what this one goes with the movie. Yeah, so see, well. to me, this one, this one needs the movie more than a lot of the other ones. It doesn't quite hold up on its own. It might, it might. This is a personal well. choice, definitely. Uh, Fabio Fritzi, <laughs> this is uh, interesting. He's our first composer that you can actually find on progarchives.com. So it's uh, this, this genre is really finally starting to take shape. But finally, finally, my favorite thing about this playlist is that Hunter said to me, he confessed to me, he said, I'm, I'm looking into this and I, I thought I'd find a genre, but it wasn't there. And he's doing it anyway. Yeah. Well, that's not exactly what I said. That's not exactly what I said. I'll get to that you later. You didn't find the genre you were looking for. I didn't. I didn't. That's exactly what happened. I thought I was going to find a genre that didn't quite exist, but, uh, but it ended up coming to me anyways. But I got to say on progarchives.com, they wrote a note at the bottom of uh, Fabio Fritzi's bio, which is adding Fritzi is not an open invitation to the addition of various Italian soundtrack artists to Prague ar archives that make progressive forms of rock. So they basically said, hey, we're not going to add any more of these guys. Don't don't try to add all your shallow shot guys to this thing. And so they fucking slapped my hand. So fuck you. Eat a, eat a hard organ, Prague Archives. I like that the guardians of progressive rock are just as anal about their gatekeeping as I would have expected. Yeah, a also, thing. can I throw? Can I say, even though you did the show anyway, can I throw in the Starburns Industries tagline of "It's a good show"? Thanks, Steve. There you You're go. You're welcome. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. Looking for something? I'm looking for an old book. Its title is The Three Mothers. Yes, The Three Mothers. Why, it should be there, right behind you. Ooh. Oh, man. The title is The Three Mothers. That was a real Yes, The Three episode. Mothers. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Does this sound different than the other ones? The other songs No, they all sound exactly the same to me. <laughs> all right, well, there's some, good, there's some good vocals coming in here. Well, this is, uh, it should sound a little bit different. This is Keith Emerson. Oh, it's Keith Emerson. Yes, Keith w Emerson. With uh, Mater ten Tenebrum. It's Latin. Yes, Latin. Tenebrum. This sounds like the soundtrack of a spooky-themed pinball machine. All right, good. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because uh, this is off the movie Inferno. This is Dario Argento again. Anybody have any questions about this? Why, in the love of God, are you doing a show like this? You only get to be captain once every. Because I weeks. love this stuff. You don't listen to this and love this? No. It's amazing. organ up in the air. Your passion's coming through, and I'm learning a lot of facts. This is so. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll notice the heart, the little hard organ in this song. It's a little uh, Christiany, a little Englishy. Uh, it's got yeah, it's got that omen vibe with the the choral vocals. But the but the operatics are definitely progetti. How do you even how do you rate these? Yeah, it's all like what, spooky what organ and like mumbly singing. Is well, one better than the other? Did well, you when like you actually better? love this stuff and watch this stuff and listen to this stuff in your free time, you begin to hear the the differences and the uniqueness that each of these bring, and that's how you kind of put them in order. How do you how do you do sex me ups? I I told he you before. The worst the one complex it algorithm. One. Oh, okay. Complex algorithm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away. Well, my yeah, algorithm the military is might be listening. Oh. <laughs> it's not that complex. This is like, I think this is like if Jerry Goldsmith fell asleep listening to my hard organ playlist and woke up screaming, I've got it! 
<laughs> this is great. Hey, Tony. I, I do have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. With hey, Tony. Yes. I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm asleep, Tony. Don't do. Don't do worry, though. It's impossible to wake me up. I had just to listen to a hunter's giallo shot playlist. I will not I, wake up. I have a question. Why did the vocalist in this song keep saying Suspiria? Because that was a different movie. I'm so glad you asked that question. Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> it's because this is technically the sequel to Suspiria. Oh, so there's an actual connection. And if you listen to the beginning, they talk about the three mothers. So Mater is, is German for mother, right? Correct? And so the first one is Mater uh, Suspirium. This is Mater Tenebrum. And the other one I can't remember. It was a trilogy about witches that controlled the, the world. You know what this podcast kind of reminds me of this episode? When you're at work at a sexual harassment thing and you just want it to be over, <laughs> and somebody raises their hand and asks a question, yeah. and the dude's like, good question, let me talk about the statute in which that's explained. I'm sorry, okay. R.I.P. Keith Emerson. Oh. Sorry, pause. <laughs> Is she jogging? That's a real stupid part of the movie where there's a there's like a there's a magic box cutter that's attacking her and it's going oh. and somebody's literally just off screen going <laughs> and she's like <laughs> and it's flying in the air. That's how I used to do sound effects in my old family art films. Um, okay. Uh, oh boy, here's what, what do we got here? This is a real band. So this is so this is the story of this JD. When I was when I began to gather these giallo shots, what I thought I was gonna find, like a nice American soundtrack, is a bunch of Pergetti bands who did music for these soundtracks. It turns out that it wasn't really the case. Mm -hmm. It was mostly the composers who changed their style for Pergetti. And it really there was only there was only two, and this is one of them, and this is Libra. Uh, this is from the movie Shock, and uh, this is called Shock, The Shock. Oh, who's the band? Libra. Libra. Say it again. Libra. Yeah. Libra. Libra. The Shock by Libra. Yes. Hey, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. I don't want to touch the outlet. I don't want to touch the outlet, Tony. Ah, you touch the outlet. I you, want to touch the outlet. Uh, you get to the shock. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so formed in 1974, Libra. This is what I was expecting to find more of. Uh, they were, uh, they broke off. They were like kind of the crappier members of Goblin came together. I don't know if that's true. That might be mean. Anyways, they came back together and they formed a band well, called it's... Libra. And they got some Jalo shot work because they were part of Goblin at one time. They had kind of a groovier than average sound, but here they are using those awesome corals that I talked about. And this is a great uh, Jalo shot and they have a do 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 which I put into a sound analyzer and it's Morse code for spooky. Wow, that's a fun fact. I, 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 I like that these guys are groovy, but they don't really sound sexy. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to see boobs in this movie the way I would have with the squid one. Yeah, no boobs in that, sorry bro. Oh. Not a lot of boobs in these. Weird. It's it's uh, they don't like to mix their sex and their violence. Yeah, the Italians are very split down there. There's gore and there's boobs. If you want to see boobs I have a great website called porno.com. <laughs> you go to porno.com you can see all the boobs you want. Everything wow, you much, can imagine. How much money did it take to register porno.com as a domain name? It was probably a hundred dollars. Uh, fun fact, these guys were actually signed to Motown Records. Wow. Oh. 
I feel like I'm on one of those carnival rides that keeps spinning really. You know, it's longer at the longer at the carnivals. Uh, they're not like parking lots. They last longer. And then you're just like, Carney, can I get off, please? And then instead of like stopping the ride, he just keeps spinning it faster. That's what I feel like. That's I'm what it's right supposed now. to do while you're watching this horror movie. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to make you uneasy. Yeah, I definitely feel uneasy and feel like it's never gonna end. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how these guys got signed to Motown? Do you know the story behind that? Because uh, how would how would anybody somebody, have heard of them? Somebody must have lost a bet. <laughs> I don't know how they got signed to Motown, but I have a. I would guess because they're a little funkier, a little groovier. This okay. Is, this is okay. 1974 ish. I so wish they were horror li- funk was a genre. Was a genre. Well, it may be. It Start digging. Shallow yeah. shots. Subset. In this room. It's a long one, guys. But it's about us. I feel... a presence. A twisted mind. Sending me thoughts. I don't. Who's happy? Perverted. Is that after you? That's right. Steve is... Oh, I'm the evil twisted presence. Somebody only has one card left. So this is number one. And this is the greatest giallo shot of all time and the original, the start of the trend. This is Profundo Rosso from Deep Red. This is Goblin. This is why the This is the greatest one of all time? This is the greatest one. How can you tell? Right there. There. Ask, it delivers. It did one little different thing. There's a little slightly different synth than the rest of them. It's like a chime, I think. Sounds like a star sparkle. Somebody chimed a chime. This is the this is where we start going from the Inyo Morricone giallo to the Pergetti giallo. This is the bridge, and you can't. It doesn't get any. It doesn't get much better than this I, one. I feel like there's going to be an exorcism there when I go. listen to this. Is there is there going to be an exorcism? Do these guys play tubular synths? Maybe tubular organs? I think it was Moog. Tubular organs. <laughs> Goblin's important, though. I've heard of Goblin. Yeah. Oh, they're super important. They sure created the shallow shot. You're not thinking of the metal band Cock Goblin? No, he's not. You're, 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 Dave, you're not thinking of the metal band Goblin Cock? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant... <laughs> Thank, <laughs> fun, fun fact. Cock, cock Thank goblin. you, Rob fun Crow, fact. for the bumpers. Fun goblin fact. Cock. Goblin Cock is, uh, is, is fronted by Rob Crow, who does our opening theme bumper. That's yeah. right. But back to the... Profundo Back to Rosso. Goblin without the cock. Yes. This is a. So Dario Argento did this. Uh, he hired Giorgio Gasolini, and who is more of an Ennio Morricone guy. Gasolini? Yeah. Gasolini. Yeah, you put oh. it in your car! <laughs> Uh, but he didn't like his work and he thought he, he just finished a trilogy of Giallo movies and thought he needed to go in a different direction. So he tried to get Pink Floyd to do it. Then he said no. That's an easy get. Yes. <laughs> so he ended up finding these young guys who were in music school by the name of Goblin. And this is them. And uh, yeah. And if you notice, this still, this song is still attributed to Gasolini because he, he was attached to it in the beginning, and so he got credit for a lot of Goblin's work. Let me tell you something. I feel like I'm being affected by Gasolini <laughs> because I want to go, go, go. <laughs> oh, really? You, don't, you guys don't like this one? No, I don't like we, it. We've heard it times. But I was really, I'm really, uh, I'm proud of having you on the podcast because your passion is yeah. infectious. I just wish the music. Was as infectious as, as well. This passion. this is as good as the Giallo shot gets. This is this spawned a million side projects from uh, 
from legitimate bands here. You know, this Goblin. also legitimizes our, our punk rock uh, uh, aesthetic because if we do get money from people buying songs from the podcast, this is us saying, fuck you. We're not going to get paid. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? You go back this... and listen to my list, and then we're going to get paid. Giallo Shots have lots of really passionate fans. They're going to love this. Are we Are we done? No! Once again, say. Once again the axis of nerdery triumphs over the glib dismissals of naysayers and know-nothings. Good job, Hunter. Check yeah, the, check I, know, I know you are totally ruining the current trend of nerdery being cool. Well, you know, one of Prog Rock's what, special powers is it, powers, is it powers, is it pr- triumphs over fascism. Yep. And you guys yep. are the fascists. Yep. And we have triumphed once, once again with the power of Pragetti. There we go. Jello shots. Thank you for coming into the. They, what made the. didn't make the list. Anything Steve. remotely fun or interesting? <laughs> we can't. It's too obscure a list. We can't come up with anything. No, there's lots now, of movies. I don't there. know. I don't know what didn't make the list, but I do want to take this opportunity to unintentionally mispronounce the names of some more prominent Progetti bands. Here we go Banco del Mutuo Socorso. That's pretty good. Premiata Forneria Marconi, or PFM for short. Il Belletto di Bronzo. They are great. I've not heard them. I, I got these names off the internet. I've never heard them pronounced out loud. And Calavecchia Locanda. Those great are, job. Steve, those are all great choices. Unfortunately, what I found when I looked up all those bands is none of them did any Giallo shot soundtracks. They didn't do any Giallo shots. But in the future, let's do some Progretti. Stay tuned, everybody. Progetti. Progetti. Um, so, next episode, join us next time when Steve actually saves the day with a fun pop music countdown called oh, George Orwave. Yeah, you guys better talk up a storm on that one now that I'm giving you what you fucking want. Find this week's Jalo Shot playlist by following JD Risner on Spotify. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock, hashtag YRPod. You don't have to do the hashtag. Follow JD no, at does the hashtag. <laughs> Follow me, JD at JD Risner. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a useful experience. Snort. Thanks to Matt Lee and Rob Crow for the theme bumpers. Goblin cock. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for continuing to record us. Sorry, we're officially not going to get any more popular. Oh, I disagree. Point. There's at least 5,000 people who are still into music these days. I think we can get another thousand or so. And they're all going to like this one. Well, at least yeah. our 5,000 people hopefully will go to feralaudio.com to check out the good podcasts. Thank you. Good night! Good night! Good song. Feral Audio.